You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman. And I'm Charles Kelso. And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we are joined by Annie Maynard. But first, Chuck, what's happening in the world of the monkeys? There's a few things going on. And of course, Andrew Sandoval is involved with all of them. So if you follow Andrew Sandoval, you may have already heard about it. I mean, coming up first on February the 17th, Andrew is hosting a talk with Jeff Barry about the monkeys. If you're not familiar with Jeff Barry, uh, he was involved in the early days of the monkeys. He was involved in the Don Kirshner era, producing and songwriting. And his uh, association with the monkeys sort of ended with Kirshner. <laughs> Only imagine. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to hear what he has to say. It sounds really interesting because, like I said, Jeff Barry has warned that he's going to be very candid about his time with the monkeys. And Andrew Sandoval has countered that he's going to come prepared with the monkeys' own statements from the deposition about the Kirshner era. So <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to be, uh, you know, giving it right back to him. So that should be uh, an interesting talk. I hope they record it yeah. because I would love to hear that. That'd be fabulous. I would pay to hear that. Yeah. Well, it looks like it's going to be available either in person or by Zoom for a recommended donation of $15. So check that out on Andrew Sandoval's Facebook page. Yeah. And then also, I mean, Andrew uh, has posted that they are in rehearsals now for the new concert. They're, I mean, rehearsing songs like Mr. Webster, All of Your Toys, um, Early Morning Blues and Greens. So, you know, Mickey's sort of getting back in fighting shape and getting ready. I'm going to be a Thor. You know, it's an exciting month, month and a half, two months for, for Monkeys fans. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're going to take a quick break to promote our fellow ESO Podcast Network show. But when we come back, we'll get into our discussion. So stay right there. You know what's amazing? Walking into your favorite bar or coffee shop and running into an author you absolutely love. Or bumping into an author you've never heard of before, but find your new favorite book. That's what we do on Drinking With Authors. You get to hear all the stories of what made the author's stories great and how they got there on their journey. So grab a drink and join us on Drinking With Authors. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we are joined by Annie Maynard. Uh, welcome, Annie. Thank you. Annie, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the monkeys? Well, I was introduced to the monkeys by my dad when I was pretty little. I assume four to six, but I don't really know for certain. Um, <laughs> but I, I grew up listening to their music and watching the show, and they've always been very special to me. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Now, you're a, a fairly recent monkeys fan. Is that right? Well, I I wasn't involved with anything online until about a year ago, and then okay. I you know discovered tons of fans everywhere and decided yeah. to come in. So that's awesome. <laughs> now I know you've, you've interacted a lot with Elaine on Twitter, mm -hmm. but I mean, it seems like the Monkeys fans are pretty active on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised to find that, but uh, you know, I found a great community of people that really love the Monkeys just as much as me. So yeah. it's really exciting. Yeah, I know on our show, we've talked to a few first generation fans who watched the monkeys in the 60s um, and have just you know been fans for 50 years. Um, so it's exciting to, to, to know that there's there's a sort of young monkeys fans out there also. And so I think that's why, yeah. why we wanted to, to talk to you and sort of get a different perspective on the monkeys and 
you know, we're talking about guys who are, I mean, old enough to be your grandfather, I think is probably accurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, what, what, what is it that draws you to the monkeys? I think a lot of, well, obviously their music is amazing. And, um, you know, I've, I've said before in the, the fan submitted answers, um, I think they covered so many genres and it keeps that interesting and it keep, opens it up to so many people. Um, but I also think the things that they stood for are just as relevant today as they were then. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of people still relate to them and they were like my age or a little older when they were on the show. And so there's that connection too. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, you think the monkeys holds up? I do. Yeah. I mean, I know a ton of people that are my age, a little younger, a little older, and we all love the monkeys. And it's it's really exciting to know that there's so many people that still love them so much. Yeah. I mean, television has changed a lot in 50 years. Are you drawn more to the monkeys music or the TV show or to both? Uh, to both. Honestly, I love the innocence of the show. So much of television today is so adult or mm. very immature, just depending <laughs> yes. on you know what age group it's meant for. And so it was kind of a happy medium where it could appeal to kids, but there were things that could appeal to adults as well. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't have the stupid potty humor that a lot of right. kid shows these right. days <laughs> tend to gravitate towards. <laughs> yeah, I know in the 60s, like there was a lot of restrictions that were put on the creators, you know, content creators. And so you had to sort of be more clever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so like, you know, songs that seemed innocent to me when I was young, as I grew older, I'm listening to it. And I was like, Oh, this is all about sex. But they had to sort of couch things in euphemism. It goes over kids' heads, but you know, as you get older, you realize what it's actually about, but mm-hmm. you just, when you're younger, it's, it's just what it sounds like. Mm. They're very catchy songs and they might have more adult themes, but the kids don't realize that. So, I think that's the case with a lot of um, songs that kids listen to is they don't really realize what they're listening to. They're like, just jamming along or, hey, everyone else said this was cool. I'm going to jam along to it, too, because it's obviously it's cool. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I know like when the monkeys came out, they were, you know, the guys, I think, wanted to appeal more to their peers, but ended mm-hmm. up skewing a bit younger in the demographics than probably what they would have wanted. I mean, is there a point where you, you, you grow out of the monkeys? Is there, um, I mean, what, what is it do you think that holds people's interest as they get older? Well, I think some people might grow out of them, but I mean, the fact there are still first generation fans who still love them is, Mm. you know, it proves that not everyone does because there are themes that are more, they were very restricted by culture and the people above them and they had you know they weren't they didn't want to be just for kids they wanted to like you said appeal to their their peers and that was just something that as time went on a little bit more they were able to do Mm. but at first they weren't and so I think the fact that they got that freedom later on that helped to keep it still appealing to people that aren't just girls that are 12 and 13 years old <laughs> right yeah well, i guess when you, so you were watching the monkeys with your dad what are your what are your earliest earliest memories of the monkeys my very first one was um i really loved i'm a believer i remember him showing me the video on youtube and i wanted to see it all the time and i just i loved the song and i thought mickey was really cute <laughs> so it was just you know i that was my earliest was seeing that over and over and that becoming my favorite song 
Wow. How were you watching it at the time? Like, What was the format that you were watching? on? So there was probably a lot on YouTube. My dad really loves physical media. And so I have started to as well. Um, but he would, he found the DVDs. Um, so I had the, the series on DVD and like I had CDs. Mm-hmm. And as, as time's gone on, I've collected more and more physical media. So are you of the age of you heard I'm a believer with Shrek first, or did you hear it with the monkeys no. first? Monkeys. <laughs> I didn't even know the Shrek version until much later. I, I am the opposite. I heard the Shrek version with Smash Mouth. And I did not realize it was monkey song, nor really knew who the monkeys were until mm-hmm. like 2015. So you're you're more a longtime fan than I am. <laughs> <laughs> now I was, I was thinking about Shrek because my oldest son watched Shrek many, many times, but he had already heard the monkeys thank to me. And so he was kind of like, that's that monkey song. I'm like, yes, very good. That is that monkey song. <laughs> good job. You know, but he's almost 30. So he's the, you know, that Shrek age. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. That, that's me. Um, 37, 30. I don't remember my age. <laughs> late, late 30s. Old enough that you have to do math to yes. figure it out. <laughs> All I know is I'm older than you. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know early in Monkey's fandom, like a lot of fandoms in the 60s, there was like, you know, mimeographed fanzines and early Monkey's conventions. I know when we had Charles Rosene on, he was very involved in those early Monkey's conventions. Um, how are Monkey's fans today? I mean, communicating. I know they're on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, things like that. But what is it that's sort of driving the fandom now? What is the expression like? Um... It's a hard, tough question. I mean, it is sort of, it moves more to social media. People find other fans and there'll be group chats and stuff, but, you know, usually people are just talking and communicating that way. And Yeah, I'm just really interested in what, you know, the way, the way fans communicate, the way, the way they share information. You know, I'm a little out of the out of the age of memes <laughs> things like that like I don't, right. I don't really understand all that stuff really well but um i know that you know people are very active on on tiktok and yeah. instagram and things like that and i'm just curious sort of how the the current generation who sort of grew up with these things um like what is it of the monkeys that they're sharing is it photos is it like mashups is it all sorts of stuff i mean okay. it kind of depends on the platform um yeah. tiktok of course will be more you know edits mashups um or clips and then, you know, Twitter will be more pictures and videos and sort of the same with Instagram. So it's it's all just, it just sort of depends on the platform, but all their stuff is getting shared somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting to think of like the ages. I wonder how much the ages of the fans affect where they're posting a lot of their content because I came, I was in college when Facebook first started, so I didn't use it at first. Um, so I was kind of right there, very beginning of social media. And it's interesting that as other things get added, certain things tend to skew older. So like now mm-hmm. Facebook, the the, the this teenage uh, kid is like, Facebook is for old people. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll find that uh, there are different age groups generally that um, will gravitate towards certain platforms like Facebook is usually people that are a bit older um, and then Twitter tends to be around my my age group either older teens or early to mid 20s we still have outliers of course um, Instagram tends to be a bit younger 
TikTok, I think, is generally a bit younger if they're creating the content. But I have I have a TikTok account and I have all sorts of older people that are so happy to see monkey stuff again. And that makes me really happy. <laughs> That's great. Because that was I mean, one of my questions is, do you I know like Veronica and I, I mean, we're not young and not old. We're sort of right in the middle. You know, I'm 42 and she's she's 37. And like, we'll still, we'll go to like a, a Fab Four show and get comments of like, how do you know this music? You're too young. Like, well, because they didn't destroy it in 1972. Like it's, it still exists. You know, everyone knows who the Beatles are. So I'm wondering, do you get sort of that gatekeeping or pushback from older people or do you get a lot of welcoming or do you get both? People are usually excited. Um, you know, if, if I'm posting things online, they don't always realize how old or young I am. And sometimes they think I'm Mickey, which is really funny to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously, if I'm posting monkeys content, I must be Mickey. But <laughs> obviously, um, I, I haven't seen that too much. They're usually okay. just excited. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I know when I was starting to do our posting on Twitter for our podcast, and I was, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of young monkeys fans. And it surprised me more because I know some of them are like a good 10 years younger than my son, my oldest son. And so it's kind of like, I can't imagine my 13 year old doing this, but I can't imagine my other son. So it's kind of like, wow, there's so many young fans. I did not realize y'all were out there like this. And so it was, it was, it was cool. I was glad to see it. It was just, I was surprised. I think it's really fantastic because it'll keep the monkeys going for that much longer. I mean, look at, the the Beatles. I mean, they compare them to each other all the time, but there's always new Beatles fans coming in. Although I feel like Beatles fans tend to be more gatekeepy than Monkeys fans tend to be. Monkeys fans are very welcoming and always excited when they meet a young um, Monkeys fan. They're like, yeah, look, there's someone else who likes the Monkeys. Yes. <laughs> That's true. I guess there's sort of an underdog um, feeling to the Monkeys, you know, as popular as they were. Uh, they were sort of put down them, you know? So I think that's, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe it's people are just excited that someone else likes the monkeys too. <laughs> Don't you want to be famous, the idol of millions? No, we just want to be revered by a small minority. So I know my my daughter is a few years younger than you. She's 16. And she was raised with classic movies, classic music, uh, classic TV shows. But she's sort of in an age now where everything dad likes is lame. And she wants to sort of have her own identity. Did you go through anything like that? Did you, um, you know, get into K-pop or anything and <laughs> to rebel? You know, I've had um, periods where the monkeys weren't my main interest, but I always loved them. But um, the closest I had was Mickey was always my favorite. And then I got to an age where I was like, he's too crazy. I'm too mature for Mickey to be my favorite. And it switched to Mike. <laughs> but then it switched back to Mickey later after I got out of that phase. <laughs> Mickey's too crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, have you have you been to Monkey's concerts? I saw Mickey once um, with my dad last April. And then this coming April, I'm seeing him with both my parents. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. It's yeah. so much fun to go to one of their concerts, even when it's the one left. It's yeah. it's fantastic. And I'm very much looking forward to getting to see him in April as well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, it's exciting that it's still going on, that people are still into it. And I mean, have you been following like the, the monkey men and any interest in I've, that? I've heard a bit about it. I don't know too much, but yeah. it is. You know, it's really exciting to know that there's still people creating things like that all right. these years later. Yeah. I'm especially excited about the Monkey Men because I feel like they can 
make an impact with Ron McNeil kind of leading them on um, yeah. and being the creator with Fab Four kind of already under his belt and well-known. Yeah, one of the great things about the Fab Four show is that it's just full of Beatles fans. And it sort of, it's a, it sort of lifts your spirits and reminds you how much you love the Beatles. And so I, I would love to have that sort of thing with the monkeys. Is, you know, uh, Mickey can't tour forever. I'd love for him to. Maybe he will. Uh, but, you know, uh, as, as life goes on, um, it'd be nice that, that other people sort of pick it up and keep carrying, keep singing these songs in public. And, you know, that it's, it's different to me to have something stream over Spotify or listen to a record by myself than it is to be in a big crowd of people all singing the same songs and holding our, well, I guess, flashlights up for a daydream believer. <laughs> so you don't get yelled at for holding up a lighter. <laughs> yep. That's not her firsthand experience. Right. <laughs> Well, and what has you excited about Monkey's fandom right now? Like, what are you looking forward to? Um, largely the tour. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. You know, I had the time of my life last time. And I think, you know, as time's gone on, I've gotten even more and more and more into them. And I think it's going to be even more exciting for me. And uh, we actually got front row tickets. It's my first oh, concert hey. with front row Ooh. tickets. So I'm nice. awesome. really, really excited for that. And That's it's nice awesome. getting little, little teasers of what it's going to be like. So yeah yeah you gotta practice the lyrics to going down just in case uh, you know because that's if you never that, know when mickey's gonna put the microphone if he in puts that face. microphone at you you can't let him write it down <laughs> <laughs> so i mean going back to the tv show do you have a favorite episode uh yeah actually the wild monkeys i know it's okay. not a common choice but i think it's a really fun one was it what is it about the wild monkeys that you like i just think the whole episode has really great comedy mm. just throughout their very very funny and also of course fairy tales like second favorite because i right, think that's right. just about everyone's favorite <laughs> <laughs> so i'm really terrible with um names of episodes so can you remind me what happens in that episode <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uh, the motorcycle gang one oh the motorcycle okay yes mm-hmm. I yeah the motorcycle gang one yes okay yes yeah it just came up on our <laughs> podcast like two like two episodes ago <laughs> yes and so do you have a least favorite episode i I think it's monkeys lose their minds or something. It's okay. like the second last episode. You can tell they're sick of it. It's just kind of crazy. You know, there's <laughs> there's not a whole lot to it. Right. You're right. So what about favorite song? Favorite song is As We Go Along. Oh, that's a good choice. I love that song. Yeah, me too. Do you have a least favorite song? Uh, Something from Just Us, Admiral Mike. Oh, just, I've okay. never cared for that one. <laughs> it's okay. a, it's an interesting song. Like when I first yeah. heard it, I was like going, "Oh, what? Whoa, okay, that's a little strong." There is a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I've listened to it more than once. So <laughs> I don't know if I've ever gotten through the whole thing. <laughs> At some point, we're going to sit down and do like a real listen of just us and pay attention to it, so we can talk about it on the show. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it's we'll save that for a future episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a few songs that I really love, but mm-hmm. it's it's not my favorite album. Right. Do you like Pool It better than Justa? I do. And I know that's controversial, but I love Pool It. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pool It too, so I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so are you an enthusiast for the 60s generally or are the monkeys an outlier? Um, I do like, you know, you're talking about your daughter, how she grew up with older things I did too. And so, you know, I, I loved a lot of shows and music from then. So I would, I would say in general, yeah, they're my favorite, but 
I do love older media. Awesome. What I mean, aside from the monkeys, do you have any favorite bands from the sixties? The Beach Boys. Okay. Good choice. Yes. Yeah. Of course I like the Beatles. Okay. Not my favorite, but I do like them a lot. Right. Um but the monkeys and the Beach Boys are the main ones. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, those are good picks. I mean, it's I mean, they're three of the big ones, you know? Like I, I've got a, I mean, you can see here, I've got a lot of records. And so when people come over and see a lot of old records, the first thing they always ask me is, do you have any Beatles records? Do you have any Beatles records? Like, well, yes, I have Beatles records, but I also have Herman's Hermits. I have Paul Revere and the Raiders. I have the Beach Boys. Like there were other bands, you know? Yeah, it is. There's a lot. It's, it's hard to cover it all, but right. you know, so much music from them, which is so good. Yeah. So what are, are there new artists that you're into as well? Not so much. No. Okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of the same way. I don't think there's new music that I really listen to, um, at least now. Like, well, new mainstream music. New, we new listen to a lot of indie music. bands and things. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That is true. It's, right. I think a lot of mainstream media suffers from uh, quantity over quality. Mm. It just doesn't seem like people put their hearts into things as much. Not that that doesn't apply to everyone, but there's a lot of artists that I think it does. And not just music either. I mean, movies and things like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. If this was 1966, you'd be sort of right in the age range for like the Beatles and the monkeys. You know, you've been in sort of that youth generation of the Mm -hmm. 60s. So I'm wondering, you know, what about the monkeys of that era? Like what speaks to the youth generation of now? Um, Like I said before, I mean, they, their songs are just so catchy and people love that. And you get hooked by those and then you get into more of their music and discover just how good it is. And, you know, like, like the show is very funny and for the most part holds up pretty well today. Yeah. And, you know, like I said before as well, the, the things that they stood for are very relevant today, you know, Mm. just sort of the hippie mindset, but not quite. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sort of peace and love and, all that good stuff. New music for me ended like in 2000-ish. Like, I don't <laughs> know anything really, after, you know, some, but some, I was trying to picture where new music would cut off to certain people. I have, I have a hard time because I don't follow it that much. Like, I'll hear a song and hear and bear out it's 20 years old. and like, oh, is that 20 years old? That seems like it just came out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, can't, I mean, I know there probably are differences between a song from 20 years ago and the, the way, just the way they're produced stylistically. Right, right. But the, I mean, the, the rate that things were changing in the 60s, I can hear a song and think that sounds like it's 67. That sounds like it's 64. You know, and that, there's right. a huge difference between a 1964 song and a 1968 song. Right. I don't know. I mean, maybe it does. And I'm just oblivious to it. But to me, it doesn't seem like music changes at the speed that it did in the 60s. Like yeah. there was this sort of rapid evolution from, mm. you know, like, please, please me to, you know, um, Sergeant Pepper. Right. And the monkeys had a very accelerated development from 66 to 69, where, I mean, you a couple of albums that came out within a year and then you're already into like headquarters and Pisces and psychedelia. Yeah. Which is it's amazing to me. For one, that they produced that much music in that short amount of time, but also that just the evolution um, of them as as guys and just following that evolution of music during that time period. It, you know, it's it makes it very interesting to follow a band. You know, a band now can have an album every four years and they don't sound that different from each other. <laughs> yeah. Right. Much less five albums in two years. And, you know, it's almost unrecognizable by the time you, you know, you're pretty soon you're at Shorty Blackwell. You're like, what is happening? 
But I think that's another another reason that they hold up so well is that people don't get sick of it when there's so much change and it's all still so good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It, it offers a lot of variety. I think it has a lot of variety because the guys brought so many different things to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we said this in the podcast before, but they weren't four guys that grew up on the same street or they weren't brothers or they're from the same town. You know, they're from different parts of the world with very different upbringings and different life experiences. And so they brought very different things to the albums. By the time you get to the later albums, which we're going to be diving into pretty soon in our our, episode, our album discussions, I mean, they're they're basically just doing songs on their own with their own guys right. and bringing them together. So you get a lot just it's it's almost like listen to one of the later Monkeys albums is almost like just listening to like top 40 <laughs> right. that period. You know, <laughs> it's like AM radio it could be a different group. <laughs> Are you, you said you're looking forward to the tour? Uh, mm-hmm. Are you are you catching that in Florida or are you catching that somewhere else? Kent, Ohio. Okay. Wish I could be there for Florida, but uh, you know that's that's a bit of a distance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Florida's closer to us than it is to go to Ohio. Yeah. Plus, you'll already be in Florida. Yes, that is that's true. true. That's yeah. true. We will be in Florida. <laughs> I was like, Annie will. <laughs> Why should go to Ohio? <laughs> I do have family down there, but uh, okay. that's my tour kicks off on my 21st birthday. So okay. I think I'm going to be around cool. here. Exciting. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Do you hope Mickey will recognize you when he see, when you're at the show? I, I mean, you so. did get to meet him sort of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've met him a couple of times in the same day, but yeah. um, lots of interactions with his Twitter account, whether that's him or his wife, I'm not certain, but yeah. <laughs> I'm hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, and I've seen um, your tweets. Some of them. I don't. I don't. Not on Twitter that often. Mm-hmm. Now, now, let me know if I'm mistaken about this. I might be. I might be misremembering this. But you, your your Mickey Poncho is vintage. Yes. I'm not entirely certain. I know okay. it's an actual tablecloth from Spain, yeah. Um, yeah. but I don't know when it was from. But okay. it was a really exciting find because it was almost identical. Right. And it was an actual tablecloth. Yeah, yes. that's the part so, that I remembered because that's all yeah. we've, we've got several that we've sort of found over the years that were actual tablecloths that are, mm-hmm. like you say, almost identical. And it's kind of exciting to find it because it might be, you know, from the same manufacturer in the 1960s that's just right. been around all this time, you know? Yeah. So it was really cool to find that. And so I immediately bought it and cut a hole in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So question, did you cut your hole? too large so now it almost falls off your shoulders like i did or were you smart and cut a smaller hole than your head size because when you cut a hole in the center or something it stretches <laughs> it's uh kind of in the middle it, it fits but it should have been a little bit smaller <laughs> you've got a very uh, very you get the mickey look down i don't know if that's deliberate or not but you've got a very kind of yeah <laughs> okay that's awesome <laughs> he, he inspires it for me to maintain it this way that's awesome so what, what are you looking forward to from the tour? Is there a song in particular you'd like to hear? Um, well, we found out yesterday, I think, that All of Your Toys is going to be. Included, yeah. And I'm really excited for that because I love that song. Hmm. Um, as for non-headquarters, you know, I would love to hear as we go along, but I don't know if that would make it. But if it did, I would love that so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be because it's. I think I think you're right. I think it's a very headquarters-centered concert. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I... I I would not be upset if he started singing as right. we come along. I don't think anyone's going to boo him for that, you know? No. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the Monkees fandom has gone on for 50 years now, and you mentioned that you're about to turn 21. Like, how do we keep the Monkees fandom going, going forward? As, you know, older fans and 80s fans age, and how do we keep bringing new, younger people in? I think 
continuously talking about them, posting about them, you know, just keeping their content going and sharing that it'll, you know, it keeps people interested. I mean, I've, I've had a few people tell me that through my videos on TikTok or my posts, they've been introduced to the monkeys. And so, you know, that's really exciting. And so I think it's just continuously sharing the love for them, you know? Yeah. That's really exciting when, when you're posting content and someone happens upon you for somehow and you're mm-hmm. like, and they're like, Hey, we got into this thing because of this thing you did. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I never imagined that would happen. I was just, you know, making videos or posting about them because it was just what interests me. But, you know, people have told me, Oh, it was because of you that I got into the monkeys. And that's really exciting. That's great. My, I, I get really excited if anyone just like likes my tweet. I tweet. <laughs> like, hey, someone saw it. <laughs> that one had 12 views. <laughs> I'm not popular on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not on my personal one. I do better on the monkeys one than I do the. You do. You can, I, I have to, when I log on, I have to go through like the last 10 posts you've made to like <laughs> to read them all and like them all because you're active on there. I, well, I only do like two posts myself a day, but I retweet a lot of other people's okay. stuff just to keep spreading it around. That's that's so, great. That's, yeah. yeah. That's that's how so, it keeps going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been really fun, Annie. I really yeah. appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Uh, like I said, we've I hope that we can continue on this show to keep talking to monkeys fans of various ages and various demographics. And, you know, like when we had our friend Keith on and he hadn't seen the monkeys since he was a kid in the 70s. And watched it again to come talk to us about it on the podcast. So it's exciting to talk to people who were monkeys fans a long time ago, people who are monkeys fans now, young fans, older fans. And I mean, it's, it's the monkeys fandom sort of runs a gamut. And, you know, I think that the more that we can keep talking about it and keep introducing people to it, like you said, I mean, that's that's how it keeps going. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Annie. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Chuck, do you have a you may also like for us this week? I do. And sort of in the spirit of talking about someone who's younger, who's sort of keeping this type of music going, there's an artist by the name of Jonathan Pushkar. And he's he has two albums out and he's right around like 23, I think. Um, But in that time, and he's worked with Mickey Dolan's, he's worked with the Cow Sills. He just recently was performing at Wind Down Nashville at a Monkeys tribute. But he's sort of if you like his first album is very beetle-ish he's got a little beetle suit on and the beetles haircut <laughs> but also sings about things like spider-man and it's and it's fun um so if you like sort of that 60s style of music and you're looking for someone who's sort of in the younger demographic who's you know, you know keeping that going jonathan pushkar is a lot of fun and i think people will like him Isabella, take my hand what do you say all right annie so where can people find more of you on the internet i am on tiktok and twitter and instagram at magnolia sims with two s's at the end all right how about you elaine you can find me on twitter at monkeying around and on facebook at monkeying around and we have a facebook group monkeying around discussion group or you can email me at monkeying around podcast at gmail.com and how about us chuck feltnerdy.com and earth station trek our podcast about star trek All right. Thanks for monkeying around. Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. Hey, look, we got a split. (laughs) 
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.